So tonight I want to talk to you about something, even when Jesse asked me to preach, I was like, sure, but I have no idea what I'm going to speak. Even a couple days ago, I still didn't know. So I'm like, all right, let's get down to the wire. Better figure this thing out. And, uh, and so really, it wasn't until today where I buckled down and got some studying done. But uh, the phrase that I had run through my mind, something I wanted to talk about, is something we all deal with in life. We all, you know, we all face this. And the phrase was living in peace with all men. And I was just, you know, I was just be going throughout my day and, you know, that phrase was just popping through my head. And, and I'm like, hmm, like, well, I wonder what, what the Bible says about that. And one of the first, one of the first scriptures that popped up was, let me see if I can find it now. I believe it was, mm, oh, it's Hebrews 12, verse 14 says, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Right away, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me about that verse is it seems that there's a connection between living in peace. You know, he's, so Paul's talking to fellow believers. He's talking to people in the church. And he's saying there's a connection between living in holiness and living in peace with with all people, you can't you can't disconnect those two. One thing I often think about, I think I first heard this from Penn, and it always stuck with me. He said, "You know how you treat other people is really how you treat Jesus," and I think that's really what it comes down to. But we're we're all faced with opportunities to make peace. We're all faced with opportunities to to respond to the people around us. We're all faced with, you know, we all come in contact with people that rub us the wrong the wrong way, or you know, people that offend us. And you know, there's there's all kinds of opportunities out there. It happens all the time. And so, you know, it's all we all have that choice of of how we're going to respond. In Romans chapter 12, verse 16, it tells us to live in harmony with each other. The word harmony has this picture of, of you know, it really means living in peace with no, living with no strife, with no contention, you know, where you, you know, you're living in such a way that you're, you're getting along with the people around you. There's this, there's this sweetness, there's this, this beautiful there's be this beautiful thing happening. And it's not, you know, I will be the first to admit, it's not always easy. It's one of those things that's easier said than done. But it's, it's worth it. The fruit that comes out of that, the, the, quality, the quality of life that you're able to live when you're living in peace with the people around you and people you come in contact with. It changes you. It changes the way you live. It changes your perspective on life. And I know for myself, I wouldn't want to live any other way. It's, it's worth 
making that effort. It's worth going that distance. In Ephesians, let me just go here. Ephesians chapter 4. Find it right here. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Here Paul's speaking from prison in Rome. And I don't know about you, but anytime I hear something from a guy that's been in this kind of prison, like you want to listen, you want to listen to what the what the person's saying. Like there's there's an extra weight to it when you're when you're able to bring when you're able to bring something forth from a place like that. He says, "Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults." Because of your love, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, and one God and the Father, who is over all, in all, and living through all. The first thing that stood out to me in this verse is, is that we're how we're all connected. We're part of one body, and so you know how you know if we have a you know a contention going over here, like it affects the whole body. Like you can't disconnect the body. You can't disconnect all the parts. It all it all flows as one. And so it's worth making peace. It's worth living in peace because it affects. Everyone, it affects all the people we come in contact with. It's not just about that person that you met out in the street. Like, you know, it'll, it'll affect your life. It'll affect the next person you might meet. And so it's important to, to realize how these things, how we're all connected and how these things, these seemingly small things can affect, can create ripple effects. I love ripples, but I, I want the ripples to be going the right direction where you can create good ripples. The, uh, the other verse I wanted to read to you that I thought was so good. You know how sometimes... I don't know if this ever happens to you when you're, you start studying something out, you start looking at something, and then you just keep finding out more and more stuff. You're like, whoa, like, this is so good. And it's like this endless, inexhaustible supply of these golden nuggets. And that's how I felt when I started studying this. I'm like, man, I don't, like, I should have started studying this a month ago. Like, you know, I can't even do this justice. There's so much so much in here. Even Jesus, I feel like Jesus modeled this for us. And even in the, I believe it was in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are the peacemakers. There's a blessing attached to when you're, you're intentional about making peace. There's 
favor that comes from that. There's, there's a blessing that you can't get from any other way. But James, let me see if I can find this. James chapter 3. He's talking about wisdom. But he says, but the wisdom from above. Actually, let me just start in verse 13 because it's so good. Talking about wisdom comes from God. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Whoa. That's pretty intense. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving. There's our word, peace. It's gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. There again, we have that ripple effect. You're planting seeds of righteousness. Or you're planting seeds of peace and you're going to reap a harvest of righteousness. So it will come back to you no matter which way you go. If you go the way of peace, you're going to reap righteousness. If you go the way of strife, you're going to reap something totally else. It's peace-loving. It's gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. And like I said before, like, you know, this is all... It's all easier said than done, especially, especially when it comes to people that you know. People, you know, when there's people in your inner circle, like, you know, those people affect you on a different level. And, you know, you look at, you look at these verses and, like, yeah, like, that's a high ideal, but who could ever live that, live that out? But I believe it's possible, and the only way it's possible is by allowing the love of Jesus to flow through us. I don't, I don't know that there's a way beyond that. I don't know that it's possible to, to live, to really be able to live that out apart from that. Like, I don't know how people do it without Jesus. I really don't. But it's possible. It's possible to live from that place of humility, making peace. And so I just want to encourage you guys this week, you know, no matter who you come in contact with, whether it's customers, whether it's your family, your spouse, coworkers, whoever it might be, choose peace and see what it does. See what the... See what the effect that has on your life and your perspective on life and see what it does. Amen? I know this is pretty short, but I think it's powerful. It's a powerful way to live. Sometimes it takes time. It takes 
It takes effort, but it's worth it. The process is worth it. And so don't give up. Choose peace. So why don't you guys all stand? I want to pray for you. Jesus, we just want to be like you. Would you show us how to be like you, Jesus? Father, we're talking about peace. We're talking about making peace. We're talking about choosing peace. But it's you, Jesus. You are peace. You are the epitome of peace. And so we're choosing you. Jesus, we need you. You are the only way. So, Father, I speak over every person here that as they go out this week, that you would empower them to choose peace. You would cause us to be peacemakers. That we'd be able to go out of our way to create peace. Holy Spirit, would you lead us? Lead us in this way. Show us how to be like Jesus to each other. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.